Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is just me sharing a tip that I shared with a client of mine recently um, when we were talking about difficult conversations in a relationship that might put your insecurities on the line. And I said, when you're in this position, which a lot of us are at times, um, the most important thing or what makes you the best communicator in this type of situation is when you prioritize listening and understanding her, listening to and understanding her over protecting yourself, right? So I'll say that again. What makes you a great communicator when you're in a situation where you might put your insecurities on the line is when you prioritize listening to her and understanding her over protecting yourself. And what that means is that we're always protecting ourselves, right? It's like survival instinct. It's it's just this emotional mechanism we do automatically to keep ourselves safe and feeling accepted and loved. Um, And when we dive into a conversation with our partner that maybe brings out some insecurities in us, what's going to happen? Our survival mechanism is going to show its ugly face, (laughs) sometimes ugly face, right? And then it, it goes into, it puts us in what I always call defense mode, which is a form of protection. And when you're protecting yourself, you can't fully listen to your partner and you can't fully understand your partner. Because if you're constantly thinking, you know, the next step ahead, subconsciously, even consciously, (laughs) most of the time it's consciously too, when you're in defense mode, defense mode, you're just trying to think of the next thing to say. So that either you can win the argument or so that you don't feel like such an asshole or that you don't feel embarrassed. And like I said, this is just protection. You're protecting yourself over listening to or understanding your partner. And that's not going to end up in a, to be an effective conversation, right? Because if you're not hearing her out for exactly how she's feeling and what she's saying, and you're more so in the place of protecting yourself, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. And she's not going to feel heard. You're not going to feel heard either. You know, it goes both ways when you're in this predicament. And you really want to understand what makes you protect yourself most. So this all comes to being prepared. And this is what I... This is what I share with my clients in terms of healing their emotional wounds or their emotional blocks. Um, It's so important because if you understand what triggers you emotionally, what your emotional insecurities are that maybe you've had since you were a kid and you know exactly which ones I'm talking about, (laughs) 
you know, maybe your dad always used to call you a certain name or um, say something about you and your mom always treated you a certain way that made you feel belittled and different things like that. It, it triggers you as an adult because it takes you back to that pain and then right away your body and your brain is like, no, 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 abort, get out of here. Do not deal with this conversation. Do not continue this. So you end up saying something that is either very cruel to your partner or very loud and aggressive or, or just is constantly just saying things to, to protect you and make yourself look like the good guy when maybe you weren't the good guy in the entirety of the situation. No one ever really is, right? <laughs> you know, like We always have shit we both have to own up to in these types of conversations. But if you're more so in that protection mode for yourself, you're not going to be able to own up to shit because it's just going to be all about, all right, protect myself, protect myself so I don't have to feel that pain from when I was seven years old. Protect myself, protect myself. And it's hard for your partner to, to understand where you're coming from Um, even it's hard for yourself to understand where you're coming from if you don't explore where this pain is rooted. And, and, you know, she may be defensive too. And I'm sure, and she has child insecurities too. That's why we always want to create the most open, safe space, especially with our partner to discuss issues that may align with our insecurities. So I've had clients even tell me that they, have prepped their partner and said, okay, like I want to have this conversation like this and I know that I may get triggered about a few things and I'm sorry if that happens. I'm going to call myself out when it does or I want you to call me out when it does. And they just go in taking full ownership and giving their partner that prep so that they're ready to handle it and that they're ready to hear it if it happens. And then they know that that's not what they want to happen. You know, so there's multiple ways of dealing of dealing with it. Something that I also recommend to my clients is to, and to you guys, is just, like I said, emotionally prep yourself beforehand. So if you know you're going into a conversation like this where your insecurities are on the line and you may have to address them or you may be triggered and you know, maybe you know you're going to be triggered. You're just like, fuck, this situation reminds me of this when this happened and that made me feel like shit and that's why I'm probably afraid to go into this and... If I go into this and she says that, what if that happens? And sometimes it just takes having that conversation with yourself and going through all the worst case scenarios, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but to think like, okay, what's the worst possible thing that can happen? All right. The worst possible thing that can happen is she calls me lazy because, you know, I was always called that when I was younger. And then that made me feel like I wasn't loved or like I wasn't good enough for my family And whenever I was called lazy, I wasn't given any hugs or kisses or showed affection. You know, it could be anything. We all have our own stories, right? But the more you understand those stories from when you're a kid and how troubled it made you feel, how hurt it made you feel, then you're going to go into conversations that have those insecurities on the line as an adult with more ease because you're prepared already. And you're able to look at that situation now from your adult eye versus your child eye. It's a new perspective. And this is how I help my clients heal from past emotional wounds that they bring into their adult relationships. They have to, if they feel a certain way, and I ask them, well, when was the last time you felt like this? Did anyone ever call you that? Did anyone ever make you feel like ABC? And they'll say, yeah, well, when I was little. 
<laughs> it all goes back to when you were little because that's when we were primed. That's when our subconscious was primed, all right? Like for, for to create that safety mechanism and survival mechanism for us to feel loved throughout our life as an adult. So our brain does this, does this thing when we're like seven to nine years old, gets a good idea of all of our fears and everything that, that really triggers us and puts a little bubble around it to protect us. And that's why we end up having these, these blocks like perfectionism or procrastination. Like it's all to keep us safe. It's our brain. Our brain did that to keep us safe from a past trauma. And you can't, unless you go to that past trauma and you know where it came from and you look at the situation and you say, okay, well, that happened. Did that mean I really wasn't loved? I mean, yeah, there were a few signs that that didn't show love when that happened, but that didn't mean I wasn't loved. Or looking at it now, if that were to happen again, would I have people around me who would love me? Yeah, I believe I would. And I can even ask them. You know, I hope that just resonated with you. I know I worded that kind of weird, but see what I'm doing? I'm going back to the situation. I'm looking at it from an adult eye, an adult perspective versus a child perspective where when you were a child, you were just terrified in that situation or you really, you were really upset because you felt some kind of pain. And as an adult, you look at the same thing and you're like, okay, well, that's, that's not true. Like I'm still loved, even though I don't, you know, do this. Even if I don't do all the dishes as soon as I'm done eating, I'll still, I'll still be loved. My partner will still love me or my parents will still love me because we have a more mature way of looking at things. But as a child, things get very confusing. And then because we're confused and we misinterpret um, love or lack of love, we then have that survival mechanism that's ingrained in us emotionally so that we don't feel that pain again. So that's why I'm saying when it's time to have a conversation with your partner, especially, which you know your insecurities will be addressed in that problem or conversation, prep yourself, do some prepping, go in the room by yourself before you have the conversation and say, okay, what if this comes up? What will I say? What if that comes up? Is that true? What if she says this? What can I say back that doesn't, you know, that doesn't just come in this form of aggressive protection for myself? What else can I say? And then after you prep for the worst case scenarios, prep for your intention. Ask yourself how you want the conversation to go, right? So that way you're prepared And now you also have direction. You're prepared for the worst case and you also know what you want to get out of it. So you're not expecting the worst case. You're just prepared for it. And then you're able to look forward and say, all right, but this is how I want the conversation to go. I want to come across like I'm really listening to her. I want to come across like I'm understanding and then I'm I'm listening word by word to what she's saying. I want to feel like I'm present. I don't want to be in my head. I want to feel like I'm present. I want to feel like I can let my guard down and trust myself that I'm loved regardless of what happens in this relationship. I mean, in this conversation. You know, I'm still loved. 
I'm still accepted. Whatever happens, I'll be okay. And I want this conversation to be uplifting as possible, as loving as possible, and as communicative as possible. And then, bam, you go in and you have a conversation right there. So see what that does? It's giving your brain some prep. It's giving your brain comfort. There's, you know, there's comfort and security there where it's like, all right, I know uncertainty. I know what I'm doing. I know that even at the worst possible case scenario for this conversation, I got it. I got it handled. I can take it. I can do it. And that way, when you're, when you're in the conversation, she doesn't say something triggers you and bah, you just react based on the trigger. You don't, you, cause you didn't think it through. So you're less reactive this way. And this is what helps men become slower to anger. I know a lot of you guys have goals of being slower to anger when it comes to conversations like this. I think that more so men are quick to anger because they don't talk through their emotions as much as women's, as much as women do. So they hold everything in and they don't really understand why they blow up. They don't understand that it's just a protective mechanism out of fear they won't be loved because they don't under, they don't go back to where they were first triggered in their life and analyze it and look at it from their adult brain. Not all women do this either, but women have more of a natural instinct to talk through their emotions and talk through past stories, tell their girlfriends all about it detail by detail. And something happens when you talk about things detail by detail and you, and you talk to a friend about it. The friend is usually the one to confirm, oh, well, okay, that wasn't that big of a deal. See how this, blah, blah, blah. And then they give you a new perspective that's in, in a softer, loving place where you can help understand it better. So girls, are, girls and women, girls and women are very good at this, are very, are very good at doing this, helping each other through the details and helping each other come out stronger and more loved, feeling more loved. Guys don't really talk about this stuff as much to their friends. Boys and men don't have these types of detailed, loving, emotional conversations. So you guys are more likely to be in the place to just snap when you're in an argument or heated moment, you're more likely to get defensive and react aggressively because that's your way of protecting yourself. It's a way of protecting the childhood boy inside of you who was hurt and wounded to some extent. And that's just you protecting yourself. But if you're protecting yourself more than you're listening or under- listening to her, understanding her, it's not going to be an effective conversation, right? And that's the whole point. So I want you guys to know that there is someone out there to help you. That someone is me. (laughs) That's why I do what I do. And this is why I talk to guys about these things and help you through healing those wounds. Because it's, it's important to go back and talk about some details that are still affecting your life today as an adult man and leading to child behavior as an adult man because you never healed the child boy. Right? And, um... So it's really interesting and it's really important too for you guys to understand this, that you need to do the inner work and I'm here to help you if you need me. Okay, so I'm going to leave the link in my bio as always or in the description below on this podcast and feel free to reach out to me whenever you need to. Um, If you have a situation going on, I'd love to work with you and, and work through it and I'm always I'm here for you guys. Just want you to know that. Also, in my content, if you have um, if you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about, you can always feel free to message me on IG 
at Steph Ganowski and send me the topic that interests you and that potentially could help you. You know, if you're dealing with something and and you want to just submit a topic around what you're dealing with that could help a lot of other men, I would love to do it, honestly. So that is it, guys. The main message in this um, is in this episode, as I said, is that what makes a great communicator when his insecurities are on the line in a difficult conversation is when he prioritizes listening to her and understanding her over protecting himself. So hope you got that. Hope you took something out of this podcast episode. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I will talk to you soon.